Good morning, good evening, and good afternoon. Wherever we are catching you, whichever time zone you are on, thank you for joining the She's So Out of Order podcast, where we're discussing learning to push through your flaws and imperfections rather than holding them in the dark. Now, in this podcast, we're going to learn how to confront, heal, and deal with our issues as a community. We are controversial, funny, and and safe in that order. Now in this episode, Relationship Guru, we will be discussing relationships in the black community and marriages. I am your host, Gwendolyn Knight, and our host founder slash Eureka The Truth. All right, y'all, what's up? This is the girl Eureka The Truth. I thank y'all again for joining us on She's So Out of Order podcast. Man, y'all don't even understand what y'all about to get into right now. When I tell y'all to put on the rubber boots, because here come the bull crap. This episode here is going to be just epic. I got two of the craziest people that I have known. I went to college with one of them that stays in Instagram and Facebook jail. So you already know she's about to be out of order. No other than Miss Gwendolyn Knight. She is also is the founder and host of Trolling with Gwen. So you already know if she trolling the people, she getting ready to troll these relationship girls. And then I have the one and only sexual chocolate, Mr. Richard Ricardo Mullen L. This brother right here have so much knowledge and I already know he's definitely about to tell the truth. And he's about to just, you know, just help us understand that how we need to work on ourselves so that we can be able to have um, great relationships and and want and most think, mostly be able to to love ourselves first before that we could be able to um, love anyone else. So we're just gonna go ahead and get this um, kicked off. Uh, Gwen and uh, Richard, go ahead and just tell us a little bit about yourselves and you know what y'all do and what y'all got going on. What make y'all an expert in this field? Uh, you can go, Gwen. I yield to Gwen. Can you, I can hear you guys. Can you hear me? Yes, we can. Go ahead. Yes. Yes. Go ahead, Gwen. Okay, can you hear me now? Yeah, I didn't hear your last part. Okay. So uh, starting out with relationship gurus, of course, the two main individuals whom have been the topic of discussion for most of 2021, of course, are the infamous Derek Jackson and Mr. Twinkle Toes, Kevin, the Auntie Samuels. Um, These two individuals are proclaimed self-gurus, relationship advice gurus, whom one has two twice divorced and the other one just was caught up in a marital extra correct curricular activities. Um, And I think a lot of their material is, can be detrimental to our community. For example, setting standards that are, can be quote unquote unrealistic. And the other one, um, just making it normal to continuously disrespect 
and disregard individuals' feelings, especially Black women. So we're going to get down to the nitty-gritty to see what we can do to remedy some of these things and just give people the opportunity to think for themselves and know that each um, relationship has individuality and they have to know themselves first before listening to individuals who have failed relationships already. Definitely. Amen. Uh, Richard, have, are you familiar with the Community D, Derek Jackson, and Auntie Twinkle Toes, Kevin Samuels? I... Uh... I, I am not. I watched it. I watched them once. I, I can't watch that kind of stuff. You, you know, uh, uh, those uh, people like that who, who do not have a deep appreciation for womenhood. Uh, it's a lot going on with themselves to even uh, talk about uh, things and not uplifting them towards relationships and women care. But they are the bearers of human of civilization, we everybody has to come to a woman. So uh, for them to have a, a thought and hold thoughts about bringing the character of our people uh, in the kicking women down uh, uh, is not going on with themselves. Definitely, so what, what we have here is, um, I call him um, Community D Derek Jackson, he actually um, is, his platform is pretty much bashing black men. And um, Auntie Samuels, he um, bashes black women. Um, so I know you just kind of shared, Richard, that, you know, they have to kind of, you know, work on themselves. Why do you think that these two brothers are doing what they're doing? Uh, they may have a gender, uh, as you know, and, and I'm not, you know, pulling the race card, but uh, when you have uh, people who present and not uplifting our folks, but bringing them to a place where they think they should be, uh, that's not good for our people because we have a lot of potential. We do a lot of things. And in a relationship uh, with themselves, it may be struggling. And I'm not here to talk about them because they're part of the problem, those folks. And, and again, I don't know that much about my watch that because that's that's too degrading for me and and uh it's kind of funny uh the way they have a platform where they can put that out and people who don't know they will accept that they will accept that mess definitely uh, gwen i know you got a thought go ahead and share share something with us well i think let me just say so um kevin samuels of course quote unquote deals with high-end clientele as far as um dating is concerned now, I, I must say, I have to give him credit on some things. Some of the things that he says in on his platform, for example, basically being who you want to attract. I absolutely agree. Um, if, if you want a bodybuilder nine times out of 10, you should probably be that individual who is a gym rat or, or has a nice body. If you want to attract a woman or a man of higher caliber, you need to be the standard that that man or that woman wants. Um, however, the thing that I think has, has grown his platform is the negative insight that he has about the Black women who call in. Uh, one of the things that he said is uh, one of them, he called a woman a linebacker. He said, she looks like a linebacker. I mean, he's become very um, comfortable with calling women the B word. I almost said it, sorry. Uh, and just being disrespectful. He told one lady that uh, 
He said one looked like a land whale. And to me, his platform has just really grown off of being disgusting towards Black women. We already have enough uh, things fighting against us as a people and to have us pitted against each other because of this individual is beyond me. Uh, but Derek Jackson, he has just given out a lot of advice that he absolutely is not following himself. A lot of these girls, not even Derek, not even just Derek Jackson, we could even go as far as talking about um, Steve Harvey and how, you know, he's currently married to his former mistress, you know, those kind of things. Like, I just, I just strongly feel if you're going to be an advocate and adversary for Black relationships, um, Black marriages, you have to be able to set the standard in your life. And these three individuals definitely are not setting the standard. Definitely, they they are not. Um, you know, um, I, I kind of agree with what uh, Gwen said. Um, some of the stuff that, you know, um, Auntie Samuel says definitely is true. But as we all know that it's not what you say is how you say it. And right. you have a lot of women that's out here who are, you know, suffering from depression because they feel like, you know, nobody wants them. They're not good enough. Or either you have some of them who are very successful, you know, six-figure women, and they don't understand why they're not being able to attract the man that they want. And some of these women are actually good. They go to church. They actually, you know, do the right things in life. They carry themselves as a woman, you know, but they may be a little heavy set or they make too much money. And I just don't think it's okay for anyone to, to disrespect them. Um, I heard a interview with him where he said that black women are the most unattractive women. Uh -huh. And I'm like, wait, what? When we already know that we have other races trying to be like black women. They go um, get tans. They want to get um, lip injection, butt injections, and all of this just to look like us. So what, what are you talking about? Um, so it's just, just very disrespectful. And you shouldn't do that because how you know that you what you're saying to this woman, she may not get off the call and go kill herself because she's yeah. already feeling down and depressed and that nobody wanted. Now here you is just made things worse, you know? And I honestly feel like he has some type of mama issues where he just truly hate women, you know? And I don't know, you know, his personal life, but I definitely do think that he hates women and he using this as an opportunity to just let all his frustration out. And you have a bunch of lonely men that really don't have themselves together that's rooting for him. And I'm just like, he, he's really not giving y'all great advice. You all are not getting the right woman that you want. It's because you continue to get these, as I like to call them, wholesome young women out here that don't got nothing going to themselves. They ain't bringing nothing to the table what's, but what's in their underwears. So that's your fault. It's so many great women out here that will love a great man that can provide for them and that they all can build together and build an empire. Um, we already know with, with, with Community D, this woman is beautiful. You know, look like she's a very educated young lady and he just cheating on her. You know, it, it looked so crazy seeing that doggone interview with her. And she, you know, she just looked, she just looked so sad. Like I felt bad for her. I just wanted to just come through the, the screen and just give that sister a hug and say, pumpkin, if you, if you are you know, trap, just give me two winks and we're going to get you up out of here because this is ridiculous. Um, I think, so So I want to touch on something. 
um, that people are probably not going to like. I think a lot of people hold on to marriages that are not good, that are super toxic because religion tells us to. She's out of order. Uh-oh. So, uh, uh, Mother Nail, as somebody who's Muslim, what do you think about that? Uh, I couldn't hardly hear it. Sounds like she was breaking up, but uh, uh, could you repeat that, please? I didn't hear what she said. Say it, um, say it again, Gwen. Gwen, can you hear her? Say it again. So she pretty much just okay, said that she feels like um, a lot of people hold on to marriages because um, religion tells them to, even when they know that the marriage is toxic. Right. Can you hear me now? Yeah, Hello? we can. Go ahead. Okay, good. Yeah, so um, a lot of times when people are in marriages, they, uh, I mean, they, they're doing what they can to abide by the regulations in their particular religion, which most re- religions oftentimes basically tell you, do not divorce. What's your thought okay. process on that, Mother Nell? Uh, uh, she's correct. Uh, she's correct. Uh, one of the things when it comes down to that, they 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 get divorced, whether religion says or not. Uh, it depends on the women. You know, uh, uh, we become uh, codependent on one another. And that can be dis- difficult, even though the relationship may be unhealthy. Uh, uh, so religion plays a part in it. But it only comes to a certain point that religion uh, is still a person. It's still a human being. And the abuse, if that's what's going on, the abuse or distrust, uh, it won't stand. And eventually they will separate. And I hear the piece about the religion. One thing I've learned in that is that when you're in an unhealthy relationship, it only gets worse. And I understand that the relationship starts with yourself. If I'm feeling uh, uh, closer to my Lord, if I'm working on myself, or when I'm not, if, but when I'm working on myself, uh, I can bring someone into uh, my life. I can invite them in and I can have a healthy relationship. It's only when the relationship isn't healthy with myself, then the trouble begins. And if you're not seeking help, counsel, to get better, then there's no end to the hell. Definitely, definitely. Um, You know, I truly believe that um, loneliness is an addiction. You know, it's a a drug in itself. You know, it's so many people that they stay in relationship because they don't want to be alone. You know, like you just said, Mullinell, that, you know, it's codependent, you know, I don't want to be a, a, a one-time, a two-time, a three-time divorcee, or, you know, I'm tired of having failed relationship with different boyfriends or girlfriends, so this last, I'm going to make this, this last relationship, I'm going to make this relationship, I'm in my last relationship, and like you said, like, if it's abuse going on, whether it's mentally or physically or whatever, you know, it ain't, it's not going to do nothing but get worse unless you are really see some counsel, you know, uh, with the counselor or either most definitely, you know, just y'all come together and, and pray together, you know, and really seek the Lord because it's so important to, you know, to make sure that you keep God at the head 
um, of your relationships, but um, you definitely touched on something really well about you first got to start, you know, loving yourself. And I think for me, I'm gonna go ahead and self-disclose where I definitely want to be in a relationship. I've only had one boyfriend my whole entire life and I got him at the age of 25. And, um, but I realized, I said, Eureka, are you really truly ready to be in a relationship? Because you still got some issues and traumas that you need to work on so that you can love yourself and know that you are enough, that you are important so that I can be able to attract um, the type of guy that I want in my life. Cause I mean, Hey, you know, bachelor's master's two full-time jobs, you know, so I'm up there, you know, I can go with the best of them, you know? So I definitely want a man that can, uh, um, you know, um, to be on my same level, you know, but I have to work on me first so that I can attract that. Okay. You correct. Uh, you really, you're a beautiful, very beautiful sister. Uh, I, I like your character. Uh, uh, you're very insightful. And it's not so much as the things that you have or you possess. It's the way you think about yourself. Uh, right. Self-worth and self-esteem is very important. And like-minded people attract like-minded people. You know what I mean? So we don't want to be caught up in what someone can bring to the table, what they possess, but only how they're thinking. Because how you're thinking is what you possess. Right. Those things manifest as you as you think or, or as you seek after them. One thing you, you, you in a relationship, it has to start, whether you trust in your Lord or not, it has to start with self. And if you ain't healthy, or you, and that's where the beat struggles. But if you ain't healthy, you want to attract any other, any other relationship. Right. I've learned that from my, from my own experience. It's not something someone told me. It's only until I begin to work on myself. I trust the people who can help me work on myself and we work with one another. And we're not talking about compromise because then we have to give up something. It's not about right. compromise. This is a, a relationship that we can build because all relationships require work, you know, require right. you to put in work. It's like having faith in the individual, but we understand that a uh, 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 work without faith is, is uh, faith without work is dead. Right. So, just to know that exercising our will will get us to where or get us what we want. But we got to know that we uh, have to trust in ourselves that uh, we can do our best. Definitely, definitely. Right. And, 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 and learning how not to compromise just to be with somebody. That's, that's where that self-worth is coming from. You know, uh, there yeah. are a lot of people out there who are trying to trying as hard as possible to put out this whole poly poverty thing. And if you know that you are not interested in being in a relationship that involves outside individuals, you don't have to compromise whom you are to be with this individual, find right. somebody else. There are billions of people on the planet. Someone will like you. Um, definitely, because definitely all this tried and poly relationship, I'm like, uh, all this to me sounds very sexual and it sounds like y'all are uh, some freaks. And hey, ain't nothing wrong with that. If that's what you're into, hey, do your lati la. But you are definitely are starting um, to, to see uh, a lot of that. And, um, you know, this whole um, dating on these um, apps, man, it's just crazy. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I got pretty, I got a lot of profiles on different apps and 
all you do is meeting people that just they want something quick you know they, they it's, everything is about sexual and they people fail to realize that when you are in a relationship that if you end up marrying this person and you all grow old together it's going to come a point in time when you're not going to want to have sex like i can't see myself you know want to get my back blown out at the age of 60 65 i'm tired i don't want that get, get away from me but we have know. to <laughs> <laughs> no at 66 i'm still trying to listen know. you you are not going to be trying to pin my legs back i no no first off i got bad knees now you ain't doing that i don't know might be trying to you know suck it so late granny but you know you definitely need to be able to have a deeper relationship you know so you got to be able right. to have those those conversations and be able to just enjoy each other company without it being sexual and it's just that this just, this generation just everything is so so um so fast now Melinda, i want to ask you this because i think gwen is going to agree with me on this and you you the man here so i definitely need you to speak to this i have realized that a lot of men in these days and times especially up north men it hasn't really so much got down south just yet but it, it's coming where they don't want to take women out on dates their process is, or thought process is, oh, ain't no woman using me for no free meal. So we either gonna go um, Dutch or either we can just go walk in a park or do something like that. And it's nothing wrong or either come to my house and chill, which I'm telling you right now, on a first date, I'm not coming to your house. That's just not happening. So why do you feel like so many men um, don't wanna court women anymore the, the right way? Well, I can understand what you're saying. Uh, uh, that's a good point. You see, dating is a condition. It, it's a condition that uh, it's something that you learn to do. Uh, uh, one of the things, if you ain't acting right in the house and then you want me to take you out, when I mean acting right, if we having a hard time getting along in the home and then, because you already know how you are, you just might cut up in public. That's just my thoughts. I can't speak for all men. But I, I don't have a problem, personally, don't have a problem about baby going out. I'm the romantic type where I like Walter Park. Like, I like dinner, because you know I love to eat. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm talking about food. <laughs> One of the we, 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 we definitely, you, you do. But no, what I, what I mean by that, I'm talking about like first date. So let's just say if you meet a young lady and you let, digging let, her style. Let me finish. Let me finish my thought. I heard, I heard the question. Yeah. Well, that's a good, that's a good thought about, uh, I actually, what I'm saying, I don't know why men, uh, dislike, uh, to date or even pay for, uh, uh, pay for the dinner or be a gentleman. I mean, who said that didn't have to pay for it anyway? You, you know, uh, uh, who said that, that men supposed to take the lead? If you go with religion, sure, that's what it says. But there's nothing wrong with women uh, 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 paying, and I'm not going to get into who got the most money or who, who pays for it. But just the thought about it, this is, this is 2021. A lot of things have changed. Those myths that we held on for many years are just myths. There's no truth in them. You know, they're not founded on anything. You know, shake with your right hand, men pose to pay for the dinner, uh, men pose to take the lead. Well, today, as you know, women are taking the lead. 
because the men just not taking their place. Definitely, you know, but as someone who kind of got those old school kind of values, um, I, I definitely do believe that, you know, the man is supposed to be the head of the household. He is supposed to be um, the provider. And for me, like if we go out on, on a date, I'm going to tell you right now, a couple of my favorite spots that I love to, um, I love Sam's Club. So you could take me out to a quick lunch at Sam's Club. Let me get some of that pizza and them hot dogs and one of those um, Sundays. And that's like $5 and I'm happy. You know, I love Applebee's after 10 to go get the half off appetizer. And I love IHOP, you know. So for me, if I look at a guy, he's talking about, I don't know, we need to go half on that. Okay, we got a problem because you shouldn't be so pressed over 15 to $20. If you real pressed over that, then uh, you don't need to be dating. You need to go ahead and, and sit that out, but you don't want to pay 15 to $20 because you want me to come to your house. Like what sense does that make? You know, as the young people like to say, make it make sense. May I chime I in, it, please? Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. Let me just say, um, it is, a complete no for me if I have invested my time on the telephone trying to get to know you we are not going to uh, a coffee date that is just how I feel um, I mean time is money if you cannot afford to take me to a nice restaurant it, I mean it doesn't have to be the it doesn't have to be a sundial you know it can be a regular Nice restaurant. No, I don't want to go to an Applebee's. I want to go to a nice restaurant because I have taken the time out of my space to meet you. It is your pleasure to meet me. And I have taken the time to get dressed, get dolled up. And you're not taking me to no sizzlers. That is just how I feel. No, ain't nothing wrong with no sizzlers, no Applebee's. That's some good food. And you can take a doggy bag. Nope. Nope. <laughs> for me, for me personally, that is just not, I'm not, I'm not doing that because, you know, I feel like people have lacked the, the dating system so much so till that is why men are the way they are. And they complain, men, a lot of men complain about going on dates and spending money. Well, if you actually took the time to get to know the individual on the cell phone and, and speaking to them instead of trying to rush to see them, you would have known before you even got to the date that you don't like them and never would have even wasted your time. Nah, I definitely Is agree that, with that. I definitely uh, agree with that. Uh, uh, so if, okay. if I am going on a date with you, that means I am looking forward to meeting you because I have taken the time to get to know you on the phone and you're not just going to no, no, sir. Absolutely not. I'll let you know. And, and even with that, I think women have to be careful. I talked about this even on my show. Safety is very important. For a lot of women out here on the first date, the very first date should absolutely positively be a restaurant that has valet. So you never have to worry about someone walking you to your car and doing things that you don't want them to do to you. I agree. Mother, what's your thought okay. on what you just said? Oh. Listen, and I hear what Gwen's saying, and I'm saying that if, if the relationship starts on the phone, it, it don't have to start on the phone. I mean, if you want him to take you to a, a Carabas or or, Chris, uh, or a Ruth Chris or, or one of those restaurants like that or Margiano's, uh, uh, that's fine. But tell the individual, tell them, this is where I want to go. I don't want to go out with you. 
This is exactly. where I want to go. And, and I'm very vocal it, about that. that yeah, communication yeah, is key. Yeah. It, it, it is. And it goes back to the way the, the man feels about himself. He might be a McDonald's kind of guy. He might not experience uh, Carabas or uh, uh, Bargianos. He never experienced that. Uh, so if you want him to go there, it'd be best to guide him there. This is what I was talking about women taking the lead. And and and, and I understand what you said uh, earlier on when you mentioned about men supposed to be ahead of the household. First of all, who said that? You know what I'm saying? So we have to be careful on these things we hold on to that don't have no foundation. Sometimes men may be at their weakest point. And I'm not trying to defend men here. They may be at their weakest point where they need the woman. And not that they got to be weak, but that's, that's in the uh, uh, a relationship building. That's in the compromise. Uh, it's not always about a man taking lead. And don't even expect for him to take lead because he may not know how. You know what I mean? He might be struggling in a relationship too. So if you're going to speak, talk with him on the phone, talk about some meaningful things. and Talk about the character building. And talk about these things that can bring you all closer. And if sex be one of them, then sex is what it is. I think sex is important, but it's not the most important. The most important is our trust and peace we have with one another. And we can have that without sex. Sex is like a like a fringe benefit. If we're not having sex and procreating, then uh, pleasure is good at times. But even even that, even that things change. Uh, physical things change, and we may not can be the man we used to be, you know. So it's all right. It's all right. And at age 66, yeah, that's a good time if that would make you feel better. But once again, we are building thought. We're building relationships. We're building up character so we can have longevity in our relationship. But if that's not what you want, that, well, that's not going to happen. Uh, so going back to what you just said when you talked about um, sex being important um, in a relationship. Um, so I'm about to substitute this uh, close again. So for me, I have been celibate for 12 years. And so I have a lot of my friends, um, even some family members that say, Eureka, I don't know, man, you, you ain't going to find no man because I don't know um, no guy that's going to want to date you without having sex. Now, for those of us like myself, who, you know, one has some of you have some people that is not is virgins and they have never I have, but I didn't I stop. Um, do you feel that they can find someone that would honor that being able that is something that we are supposed to do? Because we have to be careful about the people that we're laying down with. You know, I definitely feel that um, sex is a soul tie and you don't know what spirits people have and you don't sure. want someone to be in putting their negative nasty spirit into you so you know what's your thoughts mm -hmm. on that um i think i think you definitely can i think it is a very rarity it's very rare but you absolutely can find someone who will honor your celibacy um I mean, needle and hate that, but I mean, it's out there. You have to just be diligent in 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 your dating, diligent and smart as far as because some guys will be like, oh, okay, you're celibate, and they will pride themselves on to uh, they'll pride themselves on breaking your celibacy. Sure. Okay. Sure. Of course. Sure. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Now listen. Sure. Sure. Uh, it, it, it's not, they don't know if you're celibate or not, you know, 
I, I wouldn't advise you to give them that much information about myself. You know, you know, right. like uh, when just said, uh, uh, then the whole motive changed. You know, uh, 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 the whole uh, thought of the relationship changed. You know, Eureka, uh, uh, you're going to find, you're going to have what you want in a man because you know what you want. It is you that need to have enough confidence in yourself that you can have the man you desire. You hear what I'm saying? It no, is I, you that, that must hold hold those thoughts about finding someone who accepts you right where you at right. and not someone who's pretending because you will see that. But you do have to experience a uh, 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 dating. You do have to experience, not saying you gotta have sex, but you do have to experience dating and seeing how a man thinks. In these times, in the present climate today, uh, uh, we're in an electrified age and everybody's moving extremely fast. And some men don't, it's not holding old school values because they want to keep up with what's going on. Going on. You never know, you might get someone uh, who's just like you. You know what I mean? In your condition, your physical. But the thing is this, we have to remember, you have to, like thoughts, track like thoughts. Right. And, and I don't care how long it takes or how long you think you've been waiting. When it happens, when, not if, it will be right on time. And even in that, you have to build. You have to build. You know, that first impression is something else. But even that goes a long way. But you have to build so you can stay together. You know, that's why I keep talking about the way a man thinks or what he thinks, not so much as what he has, you know. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Um, so so I, I, can I talk about the caveat? Um, I, you know, I think that is amazing. I think that is amazing, and I know this is going to sound terrible, but in my honest opinion, what if you're celibate and you marry a man and the sex is horrible? Because, you know, I believe in you got to try before you die. I know this sounds terrible. I'm in court. Going back to it being an important thing, going back to it, it is absolutely important. And I'm just going to say a lot of men don't cheat. Be- I don't think a lot of men cheat because they they aren't sexually satisfied. I think a lot of them just do it because they can. But as a woman, if you're not being satisfied in that way, that absolutely can be a reason to cheat. But when you don't think y'all can, you know, spice it up, go to no. some classes, do, you know, get you a sex no. therapist, all that good stuff. Some things... Some things won't help. Oh, and, and and to just be quite honest, I am the type of individual, you know, if it's bad the first time, you won't get a second time. Case closed. That That's just me. Okay. You don't think you can teach him something, okay. dog? You can teach him a little Absolutely. something, something. I, I'm, not a, I'm not an instructor here. I'm not here to teach nobody's grown son anything. Okay? So if you don't have it right at this time in your life, you won't get it. And I'm not about to be on Gwen? Gwen? Yes. Yes. Tell, tell my brother out. 
you know, um, they don't nurture them and they feel like they will, you know, get it better um, with a white woman, Asian woman or a Spanish woman. Um, what, what is y'all thoughts on that? I know for me, I, I used to be upset about it, um, but at this point in time, I'm kind of open myself uh, of dating uh, a white man. Um, but, you know, for those who want to definitely want to, you know, date within their race, you know, what's your thoughts on that? Well, you want to, you want to go, Gwen? Or... Okay, I'll go. Let, let, let's well, yeah, you, you can go minute. ahead. How you... Okay. Well, you feel, how you feel about yourself? Is that your, is that your desire? To date outside your race but you got to understand this you got to get someone who knows your struggle you have to get someone who can identify with you not saying that you people outside your race doesn't can't identify with but those who have experienced and lived the life that you have lived the life the, the thing is this i i i, I don't amalgamate or mix with those pale-skinned nation people those europeans i, I the so-called white folks I, I don't, never have. You know, I love my people. And I want someone who looks like me, who can identify uh, uh, my struggles, who I can work with. And they necessarily have to go through anything. But if they look like me, they've been through something. You know what I mean? So it's right. important. It's important to me that I stick with my people. Uh, uh, well, I might want to decide to have a child. You, you know what I mean? I want my race of people to continue to grow. Right. I want I want this 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 people to be the largest population on the planet. You know, so I can teach them or exercise uh, uh, my strengths and getting them to know uh, who they are and what before who their forefathers were. You know what I mean? So that's important to me. If men dating outside their race. Uh, uh, that's on them, you know. But I, I just don't. I, I just don't do it. There ain't nothing racist about that because I got race pride, and I love my race. Um, I'm the same with you. I, I love my race. I don't have nothing against white people, but you know, pink meat is not for me. Um, I, I, there's nothing better to me than you know, blackness. You know, and and like you said, they. Unfortunately, they can empathize, but not really sympathize. Did I get it backwards? With our situation. You know, they don't really, mm -hmm. they see it, but they have not lived it. And I, because, because I love my community so much and I want to continue to fight for our community in so many different ways. I mean, in my honest opinion, people ask all these questions. They ask this question all the time. Like, um, can you really be pro-Black and marry somebody and marry someone a part of the oppressor? And in my honest opinion, no, you know, um, how is it you fight for a kingdom that you can't find a queen in? That doesn't make, make that Come make on sense. Now. Come on now. Make that make sense. You are fighting for a kingdom. You cannot find a queen. Like that, there's no way you can say I'm fighting for the black community, but there is no woman in that community that is worthy of my hand in marriage. Isn't this something? Yeah, that's, 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 that's true. That's, like, wow, that was powerful that's, right there. Yeah, what, yeah. That's yeah, worthy that's of my lineage to be continued. That's big. 
Because when you marry mm-hmm. someone, you, you're saying this person is worthy. And I, it just, that, you know, it just perplexes me how there are all these amazing black women out here. Huh. I'm talking about amazing, beautiful, and not one? You couldn't find one? I was even alarmed when I found out that, um, what is his name? For the, wrote the North Star. He married a white woman. I didn't know that until just a few years ago. What what was his name? Um, is it Frederick? What did he write? The North Star. Because if I'm not uh, mistaken, I think uh, Frederick Douglass was married Frederick to a Douglas. white woman. Yeah. Yes. After his wife so died, was, he married a white woman. After his wife died, he had a a, a beautiful queen, a real mm-hmm. dark queen. You know, mm-hmm. uh, uh, and, and he was okay. old in age at that time. So, uh, not to make any excuses, but it's a lot of going on with the individual, with the man, or even a woman who who, who does that. Uh, uh, we don't want to sing it down to a man, but again, it goes back to choice and how you think about yourself. Right. You know, if you feel like this is my token, uh, this is the closest I'm gonna get to a, 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 a so-called. Uh, a, a uh, white man, so uh, uh, this is what I choose, you know, but they got to know. They better look at some of the examples of O.J., Kobe, Tiger Woods, you hear what I'm saying? And, and, and they, took them, all, Brown they took them all to the bank. <laughs> and then took them, took them to the bank, but black women are gold diggers. Yeah. Here's the thing. Yeah. Let's yeah. talk about that for just a second. I absolutely positively hate the notion that black women are gold diggers. Let me tell you why. Black women are seemingly the only women on earth who have been taught to be independent, you know, and, and who are not taught to marry people for money. These other races out here, they marry for clout and money, uh, dowries and whatnot. So, yeah. and, and with black people, being owning less than one percent of the world's wealth, honey. What money? What money do we want you for? <laughs> Come on, talk about it. But no, I definitely agree with that. I've, I've mentioned that to um, to someone, a couple of people actually. While I say that black women are always told, well, the reason why you are single is because you want too much. Your standards are too high. Oh, oh yeah, you a six-figure woman, but why won't you date this man that makes thirty-five thousand a year? When we know most failed relationships, most failed marriages is all. Sometimes, most of the time, is financial issues. But other races, they encourage their women to go ahead and get someone that can, you know, supplement that, that can take care of them. And I just don't understand why black women are always the ones act act to take a nickel when we deserve a quarter or a dollar. And another of this, no, we deserve that, everything. And speaking we on that, all like, good things. A, a, a lot of people have a problem, and not all men. Um, so let me clear that. I'm not you, real kings. I, I respect you all, but you have some people say, "Oh, y- y'all too, y'all women are too educated. Y'all too this, y'all all of this." But y'all forget one thing: that women had to be forced to kind of step up and be the head of the household because we had a lot of our exactly. black men that was going to jail. They was going over to wars, not coming back. They was being strung out on the 
on, on drugs and stuff, or they were just leaving the home and wasn't coming back. So the woman just couldn't stick around and say, okay, I'm going to be a maid. Or I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. We had to actually have to get out, you know, work three, four jobs, go get an education so that we can, you know, provide for our families. And for I just family. think that, you know, women uh, needs to be recognized for that because we made it happen. We, we, you know, raise you black men. So how dare you turn your backs on us like that? Okay, well, let me let me help you out. Give you an insight on uh, uh, why this takes place uh, uh, from olden times and, and and the physical slavery times. Men was always looked at as the physical part. You know what they can bring, what they can provide, not for how they think. You know, one of the things I'm learning is that uh, men, especially my brothers the struggle that they incur every day. I see a guy, a homeless guy, I call him, I say he's struggling with himself. He's struggling with himself and the things that are put on him as a man, as an African, the things that are put on him here in society. A lot of, he's burning a lot of weight, you know, and he's a toddler and that's no excuse. This is what's happening systematically to a brother. Well, well, we're also in the fight with y'all. And that's what I'm saying. And that's a beautiful thought there, sis. That's a good response. You have to be in a fight. This builds the relationship character. This builds the bond that you must have. This builds the commitment that you must have to one another. Being in this fight. So you mentioned him running outside his race. Uh, they don't understand that. They don't know how to build no bond with him because they don't know the man's struggle. You know, they don't know the struggle. And I don't mean the struggle in this day and time, but it's without history, in olden times. He didn't just get here today. He's been here before. And he sees the plight. You got to understand the plight. It's important that the man, when he falls, he's struggling. Yeah, you got to be strong, you reason. Yeah, the woman has to lift him up. He got to help me. She is his help me. So, yeah, that's a, that's a duty to aid and assist her man, whether he's married or not. Just like, you know, they go both ways. Uh, the man is there for the woman. But you can't put too much on them because the world is putting a lot on the brother. Believe me. The world is weighing on his shoulders. And these days and times, it's even more uh, prevalent that uh, uh, what a brother goes through. Definitely. Yeah, I'm definitely down about time. being a helpmate. I mean, I think that's a woman's part. We are supposed to be a are. helpmate, you know? Right. Mm -hmm. It's just it's just really crazy yeah. out here, and you you also see the issues where we done had a couple of men who um done been killed, um and you know they was with a white a woman, couple. yeah well you know unless I'm yeah. trying to be political correct yeah. right now, <laughs> and you know they was with a white woman and we didn't see their white counterpart out there, you know trying to protest trying to get justice. It was those same sisters that they didn't want to date that they disrespected. Hey, you know, listen, I, you. my heart goes out to, to to George Floyd and he didn't deserve to die like that, you know, but if we go back just a little bit on his life, you know, he went to jail for beating up a black woman while she was pregnant, you know, robbing her, you know, and but it was all these black women out here demanding for justice and, and you have justice to think about that, you know, we're going to rock, we're going to rock with you all, we're going to fight with you all, there is photos from back in the days um, with civil rights where you had black women standing in front of their black men 
looking at a, a gunshot, I mean, not a gunshot, but a shotgun in their face, like, no, nah, I'm protecting this brother right here. You know, and it's like sometimes we forget that, that we are so much stronger together. We are very strong together, but we have to stop talking um, at each other and talk to each other so that we can have a real understanding on what we really want from each other. And speaking of that, her name was Gloria Richardson. She was a civil rights activist. Mm -hmm. And it's so funny that you brought that up. She passed away today. He was the embodiment of what black women are to black men. And I am just so, I get so mad and pissed off when I see some of the things that black men say about black women, because we literally are in the fight. You have, you, you go to these marches and these protests and the prevalency of black women is beyond, beyond belief. Even though, just like Malcolm X said, we are legitimately the most unprotected women on the face of the planet. If you go, I, I worked in, I, and, and here's another example. I worked in jail for a little bit. And so I know a lot of um, COs that worked in prisons and whatnot. So one of the things that he said was, um, in, a, in the prison system, the number one visitor was a black woman at a black man, at a, at a male prison. The number one visitors were black women. At a female prison, the number one visitors, again, were women. And here, let me, while I am on my uh, stool speaking to the masses, I just want to say one of the most disrespectful moments that I have recently seen as it pertains to loyalty of Black men to Black women is a TV show. I don't even watch this show. It's called uh, Love and Hip Hop, I think. And there's a young lady on there. His name, his name, the guy's name is Mendeecees, and the girl's name is, um, what's her name? Yandy, Yandy. Yandy, that's her name. So, so to give a little background on the story, Yandy basically held him down while he did a bid in prison. She was doing marches and then orchestrated a wedding that was fake. You know, just did all of these things to show her loyalty and support for her now, quote unquote, husband, who is in prison, right? Almost went to jail for him while she was outside protesting on his behalf. Do you know this uh, man, Oh, let me, he, he doesn't even deserve uh, to be called to me. This boy sat his narrow behind on television when asked if the shoe was on the other foot, would he have done the same thing she did for him? And he said, no. Or he, when you say no, he either said no or I don't know. Yeah, he said I don't when know. When I tell you, mm-hmm. when I tell you, my heart broke for her because she is still faithful to this slovenly, sloppy individual of a person who half happily treats her terribly and embarrasses her daily in public. And you know, even though she has embarrassed her time and time and time and time again. She is yet faithful to that fool. And a lot of us are like that to our black men. We are faithful to y'all, even though a a lot of times, and I'm not saying all black men, because I really love y'all. A lot of times, um, we have been, I'm sorry, we've been shitted on. I'm sorry, I just had to say it. And I think a a lot of the reason, yeah, a lot of the reason why quote-unquote black men feel unappreciative is because a lot of them are ungrateful 
for the, the things that we have done. We've done a lot. It, it's just ungratefulness. Can we just have a moment where they can acknowledge the things that we've constantly done? And, and let me tell you a, a, another thing. We talked about interracial marriage. And I'm going to get off my stool in just a second. We talked about interracial marriage. And if you look at interracial marriages between black and white men, black men and white women and, and black women and white men, most of the black women dated black men their entire lives and ended up marrying a white man, as opposed to a lot of black men who completely ride off black women and only date white women. And then, quote unquote, justifies dating them by shitting on black women. If you're going to date outside of your race, do that. But please make sure that you do it without slandering the very individuals who are responsible for you being here in the first place. Come on, somebody. Come on and speak. Come on and That's preach. Right. Come on. <laughs> I'm about to pass the collection plate around. <laughs> okay. Because I'm not here for it. I don't, I don't care that you date a Becky. I don't care that you date a white woman. But in the process of dating her, don't down me because your mama black. Amen, amen. Well, that goes back to how, how the man feels about himself. You know, uh, uh, this is the state of mind. And I hear what you're saying. I've witnessed, I witnessed that uh, that condition a lot. You know, uh, I, I can tell you this. And she's still with him, you say? And she still deals with him? Yeah, she's still married to him. They're still married. Uh, it's horrible. I, it's, 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 it's cringy to watch. Well, I'm quite sure the marriage is not... I know all is not well in, in that marriage. It, it can't be because uh, right there. Well, if he's still married, that's good. That's good. He, she's still with him. He's still married to her. That's good. Uh, 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 I, I don't watch the show, so I really can't tell you how uh, the show acts. Don't forget the television, and we do different things. We're in front of different audience. You know, when we have an audience, you understand what I'm saying? So I, I don't know what's going on, but I can say this, you know, that, that jail, I, I'm talking about experience, being incarcerated is an adverse atmosphere. And if something good would happen, that, that's like a miracle. You know, if something good comes out of that, that that's, that's a beautiful thing. Because that's rarely happened. Because in those places, you are conditioned. Don't forget, you, you may be married before you went in, but that place changes you psychologically, mentally, spiritually. It limits you. And he might have picked off, the marriage may not have been that good before he went to jail. Something was going on, he got himself locked up. You know what I mean? Wherever he ran away from her, or he just don't like himself. Because we create the jail before we go to jail. We create the mental jail, and then we Experience the physical jail because we put a lot of energy in it and it manifests. One of the right, things I know that you better preach, people, brother. You better preach. One of <laughs> one of the things one of the things I know this to be true. If you do not seek some kind of mental health, if you don't seek some type of counsel, some kind of therapy, then you uh, exit those walls that that the the arms. That's what they call it, the arms place. When you exit those jails, you will create a monster for yourself. That's like being in hell uh, uh, most of your life, and then you're down releasing the hell, and you want to experience heaven. 
you're going to have a most difficult time in your life trying to adjust and get back to thinking of a commitment to your wife or to your husband, whichever you choose, your partner, whatever. You're going to have and a difficult sense. time if you don't seek mental health treatment so you can get back to thinking the way you thought. Again, that's a whole different condition behind those bars, you know. So I'm not surprised um, that you said that. That I'm not surprised that he is acting the way he's doing because this is what he's been conditioned to do. Definitely. Um. So um, we got to kind of wrap up. Um. So I'm just gonna ask two more. So let's try to make this like a between a minute or less with your um response. Um. What was the one thing that you learned? in your last relationship that you can fix um, for your next relationship? Uh, my one thing is uh, peel out at the first red flag. Uh, I think a lot of people give too many second chances and at the very first, the peel out at the very first sign of, at the very first piece of disrespect. Because um, if you give somebody a pass to do it one time, they will absolutely do it again. So set the standard and stick to it. That's that's my new thing. And the question, could you repeat the question? The question is, what did you learn in your last relationship that will help you for your next one? Oh, man. Emotional support. Emotional support is most important most of those support i know god it should be first in the relationship but if i don't know myself i'm not going to find my god and god ain't going to be on my mind emotional support in this present climate so much is put on us as a people in a relationship most, whether you're married or not, emotional support is most important. Definitely, definitely. I think the one thing that I learned in my uh, last relationship um, that is very important to be affectionate. Um, I, I'm not a very affectionate person. Um, growing up, my grandma didn't do all that hugging and I love you and all of that kind of stuff. So I wasn't, you know, into that. So, you know, I most definitely probably made him feel like I wasn't into him, you know, and I granted, I was honest about me not, you know, really knowing how to um, be affectionate to someone, but, you know, that's definitely something that I know that I have to work on um, for my next relationship. So that is something that I definitely, you know, put a lot of work in and making sure it doesn't happen again. Yeah, that's what I was saying about getting some experience before you find Mr. Wright. You never had sex, but you got to gain some experience in that. That's good. You see that. Yes. Definitely. If you need practice or experience, let me know here. <laughs> so um, <laughs> I uh, do y'all have any uh, last words that y'all want to um, leave to our listeners? Um, I actually do. Um, and um, I, I'm, I want to actually reach out to you all in the future to hopefully start creating uh, not just platforms, but actionary uh, events that are going to help where we can bring in therapists 
for individuals who are having a hard time with black men and and, and women and men who are having a hard time with black women. So we could all come together, bring a therapist, have group sessions, so we can start learning to love each other. Again, we have to undo all the Jim Crow um, and slavery foolishness that has been instilled in us and just figure out a way to just love each other all over again. And I think it's a slow revolu revolution, but platforms like this are absolutely providing a way for us to start that healing process. And I do thank you guys for this. No problem anytime. Very well. Very good. That was excellent. That's a good thought there. You know, I just like to say just stay abreast of what's going on around you. Stay abreast to this government. And I'm not speaking radical of those who are listening about the government. But stay abreast on the conditions that are changing rapidly. Uh, uh, and most important, Love yourself, and you'll find your God. Beautiful, Mother Nell, beautiful. Um, so what I would just like for our listeners um, to take away from this segment is um, we definitely got to stop allowing um, people who have a hidden agenda <clears throat> to try to be our mouthpiece. Um, most of us, we know how to speak. If we, if we don't know how to talk, then we need to work on ourselves first but we need to realize that we can come to each other and talk to each other and let each other know what we need so that we can continue black love. Black love is a beautiful thing. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. We are beautiful kings and queens. Yes, and we, we deserve yes, to, yes. to be with each other, to have families, um, to be the Huxtables if that's what we desire. Um, but we definitely have to stop bashing each other stop pointing the blame at each other because we all have flaws and stuff that we need to work on so that we can grow sure. as as a race and as being um married and, and being boyfriend and, and girlfriend we definitely have to stop allowing so many marriages to end when a lot of it is just communicating understanding what each other needs so that each other can thrive and feel nourished um yeah. so i definitely think um, Richard and Gwen for coming on this morning and speaking to you all. I hope you all had a, a good time uh, with everything that we touched on. And please, these phony social media gurus, please, like, stop. Stop giving like to what they got going on. If they're not saying nothing positive, if they're not adding something to the solution, do not let them be a part of the problem. Um, so uh, I just thank you all. I want to leave you all with a, a quote really quickly. No relationship is all sunshine, but two people can share one umbrella and survive the storm together. So yes. um, I, yes. I, that's, I, that's good. That's that was good. That, 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 that's, that's, a, that's very well put. Yeah. Gwen, call me here. <laughs> uh, okay, I'm gonna call you. You ready for my earful? You ready to get an earful? Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Listen, if anybody wants to, because um, both of you all are doing some great stuff in, in the community. Um, so if people want to follow you all to see what you're doing um, and what you got going on, where can they find you all at? So me, you can find uh, me at bionic underscore bombshell seven. That is my Instagram or Gwendolyn Knight 
or Gwen Knight on Facebook. You can also look at my Positive Propaganda Facebook page where we're having uh, a retreat actually at the end of the month to teach um, at-risk young boys the stock market. So be looking out for pictures coming up from that. So. And what about uh, Trolling with Gwen? Where can they find that at? I'm sorry? Trolling with Gwen. Where can they find that at? Oh, tune in to Trolling with Gwen on Sundays at 7 p.m. And um, make sure you guys tune into our after shows. Uh, we talk about a, a variety of things. We're talking about economics in the community. And this Sunday, we're actually going to be talking about um, uh, being inclusive in our community and the things that we need to do and get away from. All right, Mullen, what you got going on? Well, I don't I don't I don't have that Instagram and Facebook and those things. Uh I prefer to communicate uh uh in person. I do, or even talk over the phone, uh if possible. I, I don't I'm not on Instagram and I am okay. on Facebook it's well for fam family purposes. But uh, you made me think about something uh, to uh, find out how I can speak with other people. I'm thinking about like minds, uh, attract like minds, or like thoughts, attract like thoughts. Uh, well, when I guess you took down your information. Took down the information where I can talk with you. Okay, so what we'll do once we uh, um, um, finish, we'll um, get y'all to connect it. Okay, sounds okay. good. Alrighty. Um, so um, thank you all so much um, for tuning into another episode of She's So Out of Order, Order podcast. Um, you can find us on all major platforms. You can also find us on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, um, and Google Play. So thank you all again, and you all have a great rest of your day. All right. Thank you, you Appreciate you. Good one. All Bye-bye. Look around, yeah, I'm the token. Check the clock, I'm a little early for the daily grind.